Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Pumbaa to his Timon, Michael Howard. I, the Nathan Lane Timon or like the new one? No, the, the Billy Eichner Timon. And I am the uh, other one. I haven't seen it yet and I, I, I don't think I want to. I, I, I've heard Billy Eichner's got some pipes on him in this one, but I don't care. I heard that Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are really the only thing that make the movie watchable. From everything I've heard, they're the only ones who like were clearly recording together and just were like, <laughs> hey, do you want to like have fun with this? And they're like, yeah, okay. This children's movie that we're in? Yeah, and it wasn't just like everyone else in a room by themselves. And also, the animals are just doing animal shit and looking bored and not like at all. Jonathan Taylor Thomas's face isn't on a lion, <laughs> you know? And I feel like that's a miss. They should have. Why did they bring back JTT? By the way, does anyone know where JTT is? I literally have not seen him. He's ascended to Banks Heaven. Mm. He's just up in up in the banks, wearing his jean jacket, mm-hmm. just looking over, surveying his domain. By the way, you could have literally said anything during that intro, and I would have not known because I was concentrating so hard on not saying Pomone and Tumba. <laughs> That's all I could. I kept just saying. Timon and Pumbaa, Timon and Pumbaa, in my head, because I knew I was going to fuck it up, but then I nailed it. That's one of those things that I have, I mean, you did, you crushed it, and then I was Mm -hmm. so confused, like I always am, I am always so fucking confused by which one (laughs) I am in your intro, I'm just like, why can't I just, that's that's why there's always the three to five second delay, where I'm just like, uh, am I the little skinny mouse man, or the big fat uh, pig, which one am I? And thank you're you for sk- making me the skinny mouse man this time. I mean, you know, you've been doing that keto. You look good. Yeah, thanks. Um, also, I will say this. The photorealistic approach to the Lion King, the one thing I really appreciate is that they just went hard in the paint to really convince people that, hey, guess what? Warthogs are fucking nasty. Mm, they nasty ass pigs. And that's mm-hmm. all they are. They're not cool. Yeah, they're not. They're not charming. They just stank pigs. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they went all out. They gave him, like, the the weird little hairs coming off of him. Like, there's a reason Just, they're called warthogs. <laughs> they nasty, though, and that's They made them way wild. too cute in the, in the you know, animated movie. Yeah, again, they're trying to sell toys from the... Which, True. Hey, hey, you know what? Here's a big thing. Good for the new Lion King, the 2019 photorealistic, photorealistic Lion King, to be like, I don't want to sell toys of this nasty-ass pig. <laughs> <laughs> no one should buy this nasty ass pig. Don't even think about it. Oh, he's got crazy eyes and wispy ass neck hair and like wonky teeth. Sure. Love this guy. Oh, God. His skin is just gross and dirty and nasty all the time. <laughs> also, if a- although if any animal deserves Seth Rogen's weird ass laugh, like that's yeah, it's Pumba. It's photorealistic Pumba. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that. I do think they cast those two things perfectly. Pretty, pretty good. I mean, Nathan Lane was Timon, right? And they no, who? Yeah, was hold on. Who? What was Nathan? Why can't I? Yeah, okay. Timon, no, Timon was Nathan Lane, which I feel like oh. is it worked in the movie, but also just a creative miss. <laughs> <laughs> who was Pumbaa? Who was? Oh, damn it. Also, Michael, spell Pumbaa for me real quick. How would you spell Pumbaa? P U M B A. Two A's, my man. Ernie ah. Sabella. Ah, yes. Classic Ernie Sabella. Everyone uh, famed. He was in Man of La Mancha and Guys and Dolls. 
Well, I take it back. I thought Seth Rogen was the perfect casting for Pumbaa, but it's it's Simone. It's the Big E Man or Ernie Sabelli. Ernie S- yeah. Sabelli. Yeah. Um, I immediately forgot its name. Yeah, because <laughs> why would you remember it? Yeah, I am. Uh, Nathan Lane feels like a weird Pumbaa one, but you know it obviously works. We could just cut all this guts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, Ernie Sabella also. Also starred in uh, Mouse Hunt, another Nathan Lane vehicle. One of the worst movies I remember seeing in a movie theater. I went and I remember being weirdly excited to see Nathan Lane in Mouse Hunt in 1997 (laughs) as a 12-year-old lad. And it sucked so bad. I don't know why my parents took me to see it. Is Ernie Sabella like Nathan Lane's cousin? No. So he keeps getting roles or what? Um, I don't know how... I don't know the relationship, but he was... He did play... And also... (laughs) This was his next film was The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Um, <laughs> he did play uh, Maury, the cat care society owner in Mouse Hunt, just in case you were really wondering. Um, uh, okay. He's played, I'll be on the lookout. He's played Fumba, Pumba four times, <laughs> which is, feels too many times. <laughs> um, Michael, have you, have you seen The Lion King, the new one? The new one? Yeah. No. Do you have any? No, I mean, I probably will see it like when it comes out on a video channel of some sort. Like, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna pay like fifteen dollars to go see. Person, like I'm, I don't like the idea that you took an animated film and then just like made it CGI animated and then called it live action. Yeah, I think we've already talked about that. It's bullshit. But also, like, the first Lion King was so fucking good. Very, very good. Like it's it was just it's unnecessary, right? Um, I want to tell you, Michael. So I, I did mention that uh, I'm very I'm really deep in the Ernie Savella lore at this point. So one, two, three, four, five. So he was in five films as the, most of them directed video. Obviously, as the voice of Pumbaa. Um, there were five Lion King adjacent films. Oh, sorry. Then also on TV, uh, he also played uh, at least three. Timon and Pumbaa, the TV show, had 85 episodes. Holy fuck. Um, there was a TV show that was called Timon and Pumbaa? Yep. And then in Disney's House of Mouse, he had 14 episodes as Pumbaa. And then in The Lion Guard, Return of the Roar, he had a TV movie role. <laughs> and then The Lion Guard TV show in 10 episodes. And then he's been in 10 separate video games as the voice of Pumbaa and two <laughs> theme park attractions. Good for good for him, good, man. You know, good for Ernie Sabella really milking everything he could of that nasty ass pig this is this is now a ernie sabella podcast mm-hmm. uh, you know what we're gonna dedicate a three episode arc to timon and puma virtual safari and then another 10 episode arc to who wants to be king of the jungle the 2004 hit game on i don't know what platforms because wikipedia didn't deem it necessary to give it an entry we're gonna watch it and then we're gonna have one episode per episode like 24 style mm-hmm. of of the entire Timon and Pumbaa catalog. Honestly, though, Michael, all this really makes me want to do is improve this show so much. And this again, not a novel character arc for a podcaster, but all I want to do now is get on one cartoon movie <laughs> as a voice actor and then launch just a full career of video game. Like, yeah, you can't stop me from voicing this big dumb pig in a video game. Mm-hmm, try mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. try and stop me. You can't. I'm a big dumb pig. 
A big nasty ass pig. <laughs> Michael, what you got going on for me this week, buddy? Speaking of animals, yes. did you hear about the big the big old gator we had up here in Chicago? I heard you guys had a bit of a a bit of a southern invader up in mm-hmm. those those chilly waters. Chance, Chance the Snapper was in the lake that was right, it's literally like half a mile from my house. And uh, apparently people kept seeing him and <laughs> they were just, there were just thousands of people out there by the time they caught him just like cheering on the gator and Gator Bob from Florida, who they called in to wrangle the gator. That's interesting. I mean... One, do they have any idea, one, how it got up there? Probably someone's pet. Probably someone's pet. They let it loose because they're, oops, I have a alligator in Chicago. This is a mistake. I've made a big mistake. <laughs> I don't know why I've done this. I do love it. So this is such a um, novel thing for me as a Southerner and particularly from Florida that like you have to call in an outside expert to get rid of some native beast. Because like down in Florida, it's just like, hey- We've got this big animal. Does any who's the nearest person willing to kill this thing, <laughs> or just move it? I mean, like I can't even I can't remember how many times I've been like near a lake in Florida or golfing, and you just walk go to walk to your ball, and all of a sudden you look over and there's a big twelve foot fucking gator sunning on the side, just chilling. And it, yeah, and you know and he's not doing anything. He's just no. getting some sun. Getting and if beams. my ball's near him, well, you know what? That's his ball now. It's, it belongs to him. At least and, for now. And he probably doesn't want it, but if he does, it says. Man, people in Chicago, though, you start talking about gators, and they're like, yeah, there's gators all over the floor. They're like, what do you do? I don't know. I just don't, don't fucking bother them. The weird thing is, since I've moved to Atlanta, it's the same shit. Like, I, like it took me moving four hours north of chock full of gator land to realize that <laughs> they're not just, like, dogs to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just things that everyone just like knows about and like it knows how to handle. The f- the funniest thing about this was so there was all these stories about the gator. You know, they 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 might have had some pictures of like maybe his eyes or something, but like they didn't really have any pictures. So they would just kept putting up pictures of random gators just to like put in the news stories or whatever. Well, they finally catch the gator and it's a five foot gator. That's a, li- a wee little guy. Yeah, I don't know if. If uh, I'm sure you've seen a five foot gator, Kush, but I don't know if all of our listeners have. I that shit includes five foot gators. That's, that's like tip to tail. Yeah. So like the actual body of this thing is maybe like a foot and a half. It's a it's a little guy, and and it's like we caught a gator, and it's like, oh, Did you though? y'all, yeah. people have those in their bathtubs for real down in Florida, like just as pets, or that they're they're feeding meth to to grow big and strong. <laughs> like that's it. A five foot gator is. And, like, listen, I wouldn't touch one because I'm a scaredy cat, but, like, a five-foot gator is, like, nothing. I mean, a five-foot gator might bite you, but a five-foot gator is not going to death roll you and murder you. I'll say this. I am much more scared of a two-foot non-venomous snake than I am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of a five, five-foot five gator. Yeah, no, I'm with just, you. Just no no holds barred. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick that gator away. Go away. Beat it. <laughs> So, yeah, Gator Bob, also known as Frank Rob, who owns the Crocodilian Specialist Services in St. Augustine, came up and uh, apparently it cost the city more than $33,000 through all the stuff they tried to do to catch this this gator. They had to put up like tape and 
<laughs> tell people to stop going near the lake because the gator bob's like hey if you all keep coming down here he's not going to come out i guarantee you so the city of chicago spent thirty three thousand dollars just in total getting rid of the uh, getting rid of a chance to snapper i guarantee bob the uh gator collector whatever his name was uh was he may he maybe got a thousand dollars tops <laughs> yeah. he, he did it for love of the game Oh, here we go. Statement, it's broken down. Animal care and control, uh, overtime cost of 6000 Frank Rob's total fee, including travel and lodging, came out to be 4600 Okay. And but so that's how including long we- his flights and stuff. Flights, and it took him some time, so maybe yeah. he was there for a week. And then Department of Streets and Sanitation Labor cost 15000 and 8000 in equipment to install and remove the fencing and barricades. <laughs> Man, and that's the thing. That's just, I mean, it's one of those, like, you know, when it snows in Atlanta and everyone freaks the fuck out because the city shuts down because we don't have salt and, like, trucks and all that stuff. Like, no one can sweep the streets. And Chicago's like, yeah, we that happens literally every day. We're fine. It's like, this is something that, like, Florida is just inherently ready to handle. So, if it ever starts raining gators down from the sky in Chicago, <laughs> just call Florida. Or if Florida finally gets a chance to la- laugh at you guys... For your, you know, something other than your ridiculous gun violence. <laughs> Which is that's nice. why the, that's why there's no gators. <laughs> All the bullets raining down from the, they're just firing so many bullets in the sky. They just get the gators before they get on the streets. That's that's just science. That's why everyone needs a gun to kill all the gators. So is Chance the Snapper just out in Florida now? He's in a uh, like a conservation thing in St. Augustine, and they were giving him a checkup, and then I think they were going to release him into. Some natural habitat. <laughs> Back in the gen pop. That feels some. <laughs> nah. He's at the St. Augustine alligator farm. That feels ill-advised. I feel like they shouldn't just be dropping him out there. <laughs> it feels, to be honest, that feels mean. Right? Because I mean, he's been probably someone's pet, and then he was living in Chicago, where he was the only gator. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, if anything, it would have been nicer to just keep him in Chicago. <laughs> Like, let him freeze to death eventually in Chicago rather than... Michael, have you ever seen... Apparently, alligators can survive winters where, like, the lake freeze over and they just snick their, they stick their snoots out of the water and the water will freeze around them and they just have their, their air holes out of the water and they can So live. they're just, like, basically in a stasis with yeah, their Yeah, I mean, because they're cold-blooded, so they just, like, keep their snoots up. <laughs> snoots up? Yeah, snoots up. Um, I don't know what I would use it for, but I kind of want to just use the phrase "snoots up" for something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come up with some reason to use it. Uh, Michael, (laughs) speaking of (laughs) snoots up in the cold, um, (laughs) my sister sent me this story because every week, every she's she's way more online than I am, so I always I always get in touch to see if she has any fun uh, tilt stories for me. Um, and she sent me. I can't say it's a good story, but I feel like it's very much in line with our our focus on dumb fashion trends. And there's a product called Snowballs. And the headline is, Snowballs freezable underwear is helping men cool off in the summer. (laughs) In record heats. Record heat. Um, And the product for this, it shows a very, you know, very, you know, standardized, uh, you know, mid 2015 to 2020 like deliver like you know nice package that you get delivered to your door looks like cool underwear but then there's just a gel insert two gel inserts that you just slam into your crotch 
in the in the underwear in like a front packet. And this dude, it's just a ripped dude on a bar stool, like a ripped 40 year old dude on a bar stool, just <laughs> proudly showing off his gel pack, his gel packs. Yeah, yeah, he's very proud of it, and like I'm pretty sure that you can kind of see his dick, and I think he planned it that way. Um, and I don't like I am on one hand on board with the quote scientifically backed cooling underwear, but I, can we guys can we just not? What are we doing? <laughs> can we just? This is according to snowballs. The snow the quote snow wedges are ready for use after less than an hour in the freezer after that they'll keep him cool for 30 minutes oh an hour for 30 minutes also it's not i don't know how to explain this i don't know how to explain this i have a i have a couple thoughts here go ahead (laughs) i don't know how to explain this in a non-gross way but my the, dick is not the one the thing sweating. Yes. The top of my dick is not the thing that's sweating. <laughs> yeah, so the way this looks, it looks like like a two-pronged sort of like fold that you put in the front of your underwear that just I guess lets your dick poke through <laughs> and cools maybe the, the inside of your thigh and the top of your dick. Like it probably just gives your tip frostbite to be honest. There's a reason they call it swamp ass and not swamp dick. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, for all the problems that it had, the man show or whatever the hell it was that Jimmy Kimmel was on, they had those man pond things which was stuff you could put down the back of your your pants for your crack when you were sweat. Now, now that's that, sensible. That makes sense. If you had if you had one of those gel packs that was shaped just right, to just fit right down there. Now we're talking. And I mean, here's my big thing. Maybe, maybe it's cold. And one of the reviews says this underwear works great for any extra sport. Feels really comfortable. And then also stays cool for 15 minutes. So not even the advertised 30. Michael, um, you know how when you have a cold drink sitting out on the <laughs> counter on a hot day and it just sweats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all you're doing is introducing a really cold thing that is just going to sweat more into your shit. And then yeah. when it's warm and gets warmer because your nasty ass is all hot, it's just additional moisture that didn't need to be there and wasn't yep. there at all. You're just, if anything, you're just introducing more humidity into a nasty <laughs> situation that didn't need to be there. Maybe it wouldn't <laughs> have been there if not for this. How, how much are these? Over on Amazon, let's see. $59. Plus $7. Not eligible for Prime. What are you doing to me? Why? Small, medium, and large. Nice. (laughs) Oh, it comes with two boxer briefs, though, and three snow edges. Um, So you could keep cool for like a good hour and a half because you got three wedges. Also includes one booklet, A Gentleman's Guide to Cooling, which will give you more information on what can be done, on what you can be doing to maximize your chances at conceiving. (laughs) Also, the the frequently bought together. One, this item, Snowball's Cooling Underwear for Men, $59. Second, Fertilla Aid for Men, Male Fertility Supplement for Sperm Count, Motility, and Morphology, $30. And then three, Fairhaven Health Boost, Motility Boost for Men, Support Sperm Motility. So I don't think so, this is about keeping your boys cool. Well, I mean, I guess it is. I don't think it's about keeping cool on a summer day at all. No. I think it's about keeping your nuts on ice just so you can conceive, I guess. Yes. Testicular cooling has, and this is just from the product description. No, they they have 
absolutely no scientific uh, citations here. Oh, it does say patent-pending fertility solution. Testicular cooling has been shown to increase sperm count, particularly in case of variocels. And we've created a comfortable organic product. I doubt that. I doubt it's organic. Um, yeah. Huh. Hmm. I really want to read the reviews that are just like, yeah, my boys are good to go now. <laughs> Five stars. It is just a perfect product. <laughs> okay. Uh Absolutely would not recommend. The ice packs do not stay cold, not even 20 minutes. Then they heat up and make things hotter if you do not take them out. And unless you're in private, you can't take them out. And mm-hmm. from the fertility doctor's analysis, things got actually much worse after using these. So sounds like a quality product all around. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, again, you're just at a certain point, you're just adding more insulation and things that your body will just actively heat up. Yeah. The whole point of your... The whole point of... Your your outside bits for a dude is to radiate heat mm, <laughs> away mm-hmm. from your body. <laughs> yeah, if, this one says like, "Hey, boxers exist. Just yeah. wear those." If you're just worried about your your boxer briefs making your junk too hot. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a fun one, Mike. What do you got going on for me this week, buddy? I have. Uh, well, actually, you sent this to me a little bit earlier. It's a little disturbing because I do order. A lot of delivery. And I don't. Really? I don't. I th- I feel like uh, food delivery is something that, other than pizza, because I need, I need my maza, obviously. <laughs> there are two things that I just have not walked, like, really walked down this path. And it's, like, fried candy bars. Like a fried Snicker, <laughs> fried Twinkie. I, if I, like, I don't want to do that ever because i will not walk back down that path mm-hmm. um and then food delivery man you're missing out one day when i was down in florida at my sister's house i woke up and i realized oh shit it's already like 10 10 i slept so long and then i thought to myself i want some breakfast mm-hmm. oh no chick-fil-a stopped serving breakfast at 10 30 mm-hmm. get on postmates or Uber Eats, sorry. Sure. And ordered Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits to be delivered to my home from my bed. Oh, man. I love that you use that modern convenience to order one problematic food product <laughs> through another problematic food like food delivery company. That was pretty neat. <laughs> well, unfortunately, all the good ones don't actually exist down in Florida. Like, we have, yeah. like, seven delivery companies up here. That's fair. We got nothing. Um I will say when you were down here last time visiting me, we probably Uber Eats McDonald's like three times <laughs> in two days. I think once in the so same dumb. night, really drunk. So dumb. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, yeah, I like I would not have had 2 a.m. McDonald's without it. So that's a plus, I guess. <laughs> that's definitely a minus for it. But another minus for it. Um so apparently they did a bunch of, uh, they were doing a surveys on delivery apps and just to, I guess it was a U.S. Foods, a restaurant food supplier. So they were trying to figure out like habits and pain points and basically just doing some market research. Um, one of the most unsettling stats, though, is that more than 25% of delivery workers surveyed. So out of 500, over 125 of them said that they had munched on food from an order. Yeah, that is a uh, upsetting stat. 
And I'm going to go ahead and say it is just McDonald's. Because, Michael, have you ever gotten, like, designated driver or just going out, like, for the group and, like, getting McDonald's and then just, yep. like, yep. I mean, that bag of fries is oh right there. Yep. And, you like, you grab a couple from each, like, individual large size fry, like, they'll never know. They'll never know. And if there's enough of them, it's basically, like, one small fry for you. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like... I've probably done that in tw- at least 28% of food pickup <laughs> runs that I've made. <laughs> so. so, yeah, I mean, I didn't thought about it that way. I was thinking they would actually have to open like the like the, the container, like the plastic container to get to my food. But I guess if you were ordering something that was just like fries, like, so like five guys or something where they just dump a shit ton of fries in there. Hell yeah, I'm probably going to take a fry. I feel like you're very much in that you're limited to... The appies and the sides. Yep. You like the, you, can't, the, you can't take a big old bite of a burger. It's it's definitely loose food for sure. <laughs> it's like loose food. Like oh, did that mozzarella stick appetizer come with six sticks or five? I guess five. I I guess and, it's now five and half a container of marinara. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, I would never like. Obviously, you can't steal a slice of pizza or. A bite of this burgie. You could you could steal a pep though. Oh, you pepperoni. Could, you could rip one pep off of. I mean, maybe that's the explanation for the under the always <laughs> underwhelming amount of pepperoni I get on any pepperoni pizza. It's like, Somebody's oh, cool. thieving your ronies, man. Yeah, don't steal my ronies. That's why I get one one sliver of roni on each each slice. Um, yeah, I mean. It's also weird given what like we've recently found out about DoorDash like, taking tips from orders and then keeping seven billion dollars worth of tips from their drivers. Yeah, I saw something where I don't remember what company it was, but we we're like, we give a hundred percent of the tips to the drivers. Oh, it was Uber Eats directly after the DoorDash. It was like, <laughs> yeah, but you guys still suck a whole big sack of butts. Well, and I was like. What what kind of fucking weird ass industry is this where that you have to say that? I mean, I was talking about this the other day and this is not going to be funny or even really that groundbreaking. But like, I feel like every single one of these, like, I feel like Silicon Valley is just about putting small business out of business. Mm-hmm. The small businesses that they rely on to be successful, like like Grubhub just got dinged for like they were they'd created like fake websites for something like 30% of the restaurants that they take deliveries for that were like basically undercutting the restaurants themselves, which would put the restaurant out of business. But I guess Grubhub would make a little bit more money for like six months. I was like, what are you guys fucking doing? Just pay money to people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the disease right now of every tech company is like, they're only about, all the short-term gains and just trying to get as much market share as possible, even if they have to do a bunch of shady shit Mm -hmm. just to make like extra money so that they can get extra funding. It's like, it's a big, it's a big fucking circle jerk. And yeah, it's unfortunate because like the, when the gig economy first started before it became a big like tech thing, it was beautiful. Mm hmm. Like, to be able to go to, like, an app or, or a website and just be like, hey, I need help doing X. And somebody would be like, hey, I'm good at X. Cool. Here's 50 bucks. Sweet. Like, that's a beautiful thing. That's like bartering. That's like 
living in a community and all like tech just comes in and takes it and is like, nah, man, now it's a fucking $10 billion IPO and we're going to ruin it and we're not going to pay anyone and no one's going to know who they are <laughs> and we're not going to regulate it at all. And oh shit, now it's dead. But we turns out this service dollars. is actually worth $0. So <laughs> man, that $10 billion IPO really staring us right in the eyeballs. Michael, I have to say, if someone, if you were a food delivery driver and someone ordered yes. 100 chicken nuggets from Burger King for $10 mm-hmm. and you knew that you were going to get a $1 delivery fee for that order, maybe, and maybe a $1 tip that your app would probably steal from you, how many nuggets do you think you could safely steal from 100 that like people would either, one, not notice, or two, like be like, all right, we like maybe Burger King fucked up. See, I, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I feel like someone who orders a hundred nuggets does it out of the, the uh, novelty of the novelty of it, and so you get there, and you're not just ordering a hundred for yourself. It's like you and like two other high people. You're gonna split that shit up, and you're gonna count every single last nugget. Oh, okay, I'm interested because I thought it was just, you're gonna be like. The economical stoner who's like, well, the six piece is two dollars, the hundred is ten. Um, I'm not counting these baddies. I'm just gonna eat them. No, I feel like I would want to see what a hundred nuggets looks like, like splayed out on the table. Do you think your your high ass brain, your like Rain Man brain, would be like, this isn't a hundred? <laughs> like just at a glance, be like, no. no. And even if I tried to count them, I would be You'd wrong. Lose, so that's what I'm lose saying. Count. Like, yeah. My first thought was like, no, people would count them. Because it's a novelty of the thing, and you'd like you'd want to be like, yeah, I want to know if there's a hundred in here. It's but like then, looking at a, a briefcase full of cash. We're like, <laughs> yeah, this is what a million dollars looks like. Three stacks of hundreds, neat. <laughs> but then I was like, no, because people are probably high as shit, and even if they tried to count it, they wouldn't get there. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking you could take like six. I was going to say 10% for 100. I, it's definitely an economy of scale sort of thing. I feel like if you... I mean, honestly, we're getting pretty close because I feel like if I ordered a six-piece and it showed up with five, I wouldn't blame the driver. I'd be like, fucking Burger King. These fuckos <laughs> fucked up again, nonstop. My spicy chicken fries. I, I wouldn't... I was, the thing is, I wouldn't have blamed the driver, but now I've read this now, article and now I'm going to blame them for fucking everything. Now I will hundred if if like my cup of fries looks even marginally smaller than I am accustomed to going through the drive through when I'm sad. Then Do you, I'm, well, so the food delivery companies are the ones who did this survey. Do you think they're releasing like fake news to get you on the side of the companies other than rather than the drivers? I mean, probably, because, again, <laughs> they just want... They're like, hey, hey, you know what? You know who won't steal your food? A robot driver. <laughs> a, fuck, a fucking pizza drone won't steal your food. It might crash into your living room through the window, but that pizza's all yours. I had, I had to take 50% of his tips because he was stealing one of your nuggets. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every single time. Michael, you mentioned something earlier that like that you trust food delivery. Like uh, they haven't they haven't tampered with my food. Well, I I won't say they have. I don't know if they've tampered with my food. But one of the other stats said that seventeen percent of customers had an experience where the driver just left the food outside and didn't actually like hand it off to them. So like instead of like buzzing or calling or whatever, they're just like left it on the doorstep. And I was saying like that's never happened to me in all the times I've ordered. So I'm. I'm thinking that my, the 28% might be a little bit lower for me 
personally. I think it might be dependent on how... Maybe there's just worse delivery drivers in different areas. And Michael, actually, I think I know the reason why... The exact reason why I get delivery less than you do. For you, because you live on third story of a Mm -hmm, mm walk-up. I I always... Okay, I always walk down and meet them... Right. At least part of the way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't make part them walk all the way through. If I can make it all the way down first, cool. Okay. Well, I was going to say, regardless of that, you're, I mean, you're a hero for even getting off of your, your <laughs> dumb ass and moving down, down some <laughs> stairs. For you to get either to the front door, because I live on the third floor of an apartment, mm. and it's a big complex. So yeah. for you, the effort to get to your front door like front front door of the of the walk up or to your car is the exact same and to me once you're in the car that's all like i'm not moving my my legs i have i'm expending no energy nothing <laughs> so for me it takes about i'm going to say 150 steps to get to my car it takes about 400 500 to get to like where i would need to pick up food and that is simply untenable to me mm. i'm just i'm not into it no, i'm going to drive to arby's so that's the thing I'm not uh, like I only order McDonald's when I'm really drunk and it's 2 a.m. and nothing else is open mm-hmm. right so like when we order food it's typically going to be from a place that we would go to eat at but it's like a random Wednesday and we don't want to put the effort into looking presentable to go outside so like yeah. if we went there it might be slightly cheaper because there's no fee but I'm still I still have to tip the server it's going to take a lot longer I'm probably going to get a drink while I'm there. Let's be honest. That's So fair. it's probably going to end up costing me more and it's going to take cost me way more time to actually go there. That's actually a great point that <laughs> order delivery just saves me the price of a drink. <laughs> it really does. Because <laughs> like literally everywhere we go, we'll be like, oh, you want to get a beer? Sure. But it's like if I can just drink at my house and it's free because I've already paid for it. Oh, your order's not ready. Do you want to sit at the bar? Right. Yeah, sure do. Right. So... Honestly, like it, it's it sounds like an exorbitant thing to just be like, oh, I order delivery a lot. But honestly, from the place I order from, it it's probably saves me money in the long run. All right. Well, maybe I have to. <laughs> also, we've tried a lot of places that aren't that close or they're like hard to get to because there's no train line or bus or whatever that goes there. So we tried a lot of cool new places that I probably wouldn't have made the effort to like drive 20 minutes to go to or, or get in an Uber or cab or something i think here's the lesson you have to as a a savvy consumer who doesn't want your shit eaten Mm -hmm. it's like one you have to know exactly which appies you're ordering and what what's going in that because i feel like i feel like mozzarella sticks fries those are just like prime target nuggies fries for sure like loose food nuggies are are fair game if i'm Um, if i'm a delivery driver and i get a five guys order that's the fucking jackpot because no one has any idea how many fries are in there i mean and honestly you know what you you're gonna help you're gonna do me a favor if you're if you're a delivery driver and i order five guys and you get all the loose fries in the bottom of the bag i'll be upset because i knew they put them there (laughs) but you know what you did me a favor because i don't need the three cups of fries Mm -mm, mm -mm. um but like I think again, like if you order a drink, like a dick from a delivery company, <laughs> that's on you. If you you're gonna lose that drink, and that's fine. I will say the only one, the only loose food that you can't. If you take a wing from me, yeah, I, I will, will hunt, know. I will hunt you down. <laughs> no, I will. It's like listen, 
I ordered do- a dozen of these bad boys. <laughs> and if you if you did, I will I will make a shiv out of one of my remaining eleven chicken bones, and I'll hunt you down. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, look, either it's your fault because you ate it, or it's the restaurant's fault, and you're gonna go back and get me another fucking wing. Hmm. <laughs> I I will call over eats, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Michael. Um, so, well, as I say, sorry, that made me think of. Uh, so we were watching the the first round of the second debates last night. Cool. Why? Um, well, we had a friend come over and we ordered food and then just drank like a lot of wine and yeah. talk shit about all of them. Um, all 95 of them. <laughs> but like, so, you know, the story about Amy Klobuchar yelling at her aides. Yeah, and then eating salad with a uh, hair comb. comb. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Words. Well, so apparently, several months before all these stories came out, one of my coworkers that works in a different office sat on a plane next to Amy Klobuchar, okay. and she happened to glance over, and she she was writing an email, and she said it was like in like seventy point font, but she wasn't sure if it was just because Amy Klobuchar is blind or because she was yelling in this email and she kept glancing over it and reading because she could read the whole thing and it was basically like you all are so incompetent do you think so and so's campaign hires as aides as incompetent as you maybe I should fire all of you as soon as I land blah 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 Jesus (laughs) creasers so then when that story came out she was like yeah no it makes it makes sense makes a lot of sense here's a question why would you pay for the on-flight Wi-Fi if you're only going to use it to send a threat email to say, <laughs> "If I, I'm going to fire you once I land, you paid the twenty bucks. Don't be a coward. Fire him in the air. What do you care?" She you're, also you're, said that she was she was so nice. She was like shaking people's hands and like talking to people, and then she sat down and just banged out this email like a crazy person. And uh, and so when we were watching the debates last night, we just kept making jokes. Anytime she like said something right after someone did, she was like, and I'm going to hunt you down and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim Ryan, I'm going to kill you for that. I mean, to be fair, Tim Ryan needs to be killed out of this campaign. So yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the whole hair comb salad thing, that's that was a sign like a sign of dangerous insanity. <laughs> I'm going to say that, again, paying for the Wi-Fi only to threaten people with action once you land is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my life. Fuck you. If you're going to do it, follow through, you coward. Because you know they're picking her up from the airport. So they're going to read the email while they're waiting for her at the airport and be like, oh, fuck me. Also, you're in the fuck. You're in God's territory. You're in the clouds. Like, fucking throw down lightning bolts from like, sure, maybe you don't have a ride home, but call a lift. That's fine. Whatever. Uh uh, yeah, so that was that was a pretty great part of the debates. Uh, and I'll then say, also Elizabeth Warren just just destroying John Delaney and everything he stands for was yeah, my favorite I, part. I will say there are a couple weeks ago. So, Michael, obviously I work in social media for a big company. And, like, there was a the Mr. Peanut thing that happened. Where, like, some dude was, like, threatening to kill Mr. Peanut <laughs> and then wrote a, a massive op-ed about how he was, like, Twitter banned him. And he was like, I can't believe they did this. And he was like... You you weren't threatening to kill like a fake mascot. You were threatening to kill a social media manager. And I remember what? liking it. It's not Mr. Peanut in his no. gloves. Yeah, just, just banging he on a keyboard, scrolling up on his BlackBerry, just tweeting out, slamming out cool peanut tweets. Um, 
And I remember liking a tweet from someone that was like, listen, you, you can't just like attack like the late 20 somethings and 30 somethings that are like running social media accounts. It was something wrong. And then I like clicked into her profile and she's like, run social media for John Delaney. I was like, no, man. Well, this is a conundrum because I'm about to really tweet some shit at your boss. <laughs> I will say too. Uh, last night, I did a, I did a self care last night, Michael, because I was um, I was on the fence. I was like, man, I could watch the debate, I could watch the f- night two of the finale of the Bachelorette, or I could just sit here and and play video games. And I I did the right thing and played video games and didn't watch Smart. either of either of the three hours of toxic television <laughs> that were on my TV. Well, Rachel Rachel came home and I was like sitting there watching TV and she's like. You're going to watch the debates tonight? And I was like, nope. And she was like, oh, well, you know, our friend said that they're, they're you know, their significant other was out. So I was going to invite them over to like eat some takeout and drink and have the debates on. And I was like, oh, well, if I get to drink and make fun of it the entire time, then sure. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I've watched the I watched the last two rounds of debate by myself, oh, drinking God. wine, yelling at <laughs> Marianne Williamson, John Delaney, all like uh, all the ding dogs running around. I was like, ah, if I Marianne Williamson was a real person last night, she said real person things. She didn't though. You you think she did? We're just people are like Twitter is just gonna stand her into the fucking White House just because she's. I found I was like, what is her accent? And I found an article that was just a bunch of things that they were just like just trying to describe her accent. It was like. The really the the want to be cool mom who's just like, yeah, you can't get quaaludes like you used to. Yeah, I mean she's literally Amy Poehler from Mean Girls, just <laughs> like that. Like that's just it. <laughs> Kate McKinnon does an amazing impression of her, but you probably could already tell that. Yeah, no, I I made the healthy choice. There's like drinking alone and yelling at the TV and making fun of it is not the healthiest thing. It was like if I had people to watch it with, like sure that'd be fine, but. If if I was ordering Uber Eats and drinking with friends, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Michael, speaking of fighting with a, uh, a group of people in an enclosed space, um, have you ever been on a cruise? I have with you. Yeah, I know you were there. Um, <laughs> have you ever uh, instigated a massive brawl aboard a cruise ship? <laughs> yeah. I did not, but it sounds fun. It does. It, I mean, it's not like of all the things you're going to do. And it's weird because on the cruise ship that we were on, I feel like someone if someone was going to instigate a fight against one person of, yep. in, of an entire cruise ship, it would have been someone in our party. Yes. One person sure. specifically. Um, so apparently last week, um, a P&O Ooh, cruise well, ship. Cruise, a cruise wide like Nerf gun battle would be fucking amazing. All right, coward, paintball. Right. <laughs> I just imagine they wouldn't want to clean up after that, but fuck it, let's do it. Did you ever have like um did you play paintball when you were like teenager when it was kind of like oh, kind of yeah. getting big? We did it um for our senior skip day. Uh we went and played paintball. So I used to have like pretty big day like middle school and like paintball was kind of getting big uh, when I was in middle school and we had my school, my elementary school and like grew into a middle school um it had like really cool, like two level buildings like that with like really big courtyards and like 
a lot of natural like angles, like sniper angles. <laughs> it would have been like the best paintball venue. And I used to like all I wanted to do was just like get a group of people together and just paintball war at my old my old middle school and i think probably still could but also a cruise ship would be pretty good i don't think you could in today's not into, not in today's america no but um, but on the cruise ship you could just pretend like you're steven seagal in under siege 2 the entire time under siege 1 my friend is that under siege 1 2 is on a train oh 2 is on the train That's yeah right and at the end of the fight i get to put a knife in tommy tommy lee jones's head exactly that's great. the special. That's the special thing for the winner. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. For the weird drugged up stripper coming out of a cake. That that one never. <laughs> I was like, what? Why is she? Okay, well, whatever. Um, so Michael. Anyway, on the P and O cruise lines, Britannia sailing to Southampton, which already sounds like a really bad time. Mm. Um, <laughs> apparently, a fight broke out, and a man. And a woman, 43-year-old man and a 41-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of assault, which I don't understand in a cruise ship-wide brawl, <laughs> you can be arrested on suspicion of literally anything. It was like, no, we got you. We, we you know what? We watched you do it. We, we all seen it. Um, but apparently, there was a violent confrontation, um, and the couple were confined to a cabin for the last day of the cruise. And uh, the violence occurred after a black tie evening and an afternoon of quote unquote patriotic partying on deck where large oh, amounts of God. alcohol were consumed. And um, what? Wait, where, where was this? This was in this was UK? in Britain, in the UK. After, after sailing to Norway's fjords. Of course. Obviously. After pining for the fjords. <laughs> um, so they went to a black tie event and it was supposed to be formal only. And uh, there's a tweet. The buffet area was immediately sealed off as medical teams went to help the injured. Staff told me they'd never experienced anything like it. And those, were behind, those behind the violence were confined to the cabin for the last day of the cruise, waiting for police here in Southampton. Would you? So, black tie event, Michael. Mm-hmm. Would you care to guess what set off this, uh, this frenzy, this, this fear? Uh, I don't know. Was it somebody, like, drunkenly coming on to somebody else's... Like partner or something? I was say it was it was the way someone was dressed. Was dressed. Mm-hmm. So were they, were they like did they not not go with the black tie? They show up in like jeans and a that's a true t shirt or something. So apparently, so apparently, one witness said that someone was upset because one of their party they specifically booked the cruise because it had no fancy dress. <laughs> Which is kind of a, at odds with what happens because <laughs> one passenger appeared. Wait, dressed were as they, a, was it like for, you're forced to wear fancy dress? And this person was angry about it. I mean, you know how it goes. You go, you go to, you go to the, that big dinner, the first dinner night. You're wearing a black tie, or everyone else is wearing a black tie, and you're just some schlub in jeans. It's true. And you're like, oh, I feel like a goofball. Ah, good point. And then someone shows up dressed as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that person packed a clown suit, mm-hmm. like probably assuming like the wig, the nose, the the big old shoes, and everything, and, and packed those with the specific purpose of wearing it on the cruise at some point. Yep. Which okay, yeah. fine. I I get it. You wanted to be funny. Why did it turn into a fight though? Uh, so there are so many layers to this that it's just so Michael. Um. 
I think you might have seen a tweet that um I had ad- I had uh commented at my uh one of my exes, my ex Kim, um, to a tweet that said Today, this is from a, a games journalist I follow, uh, Rush Rustic, who said, Today I learned that um, in Britain they call sprinkles hundreds and thousands. <laughs> I did I did see that. And I was like, Kim, is this true? Mm-hmm. And she's yep. like, yup. <laughs> so apparently, in the UK, fancy dress does not mean fancy dress. It means costume party wear. Oh. Not formal wear. So. Oh. So, uh, someone got very mad that someone showed up wearing fancy dress when he showed up wearing black tie. Oh. Wait, so the person in the black tie got mad at the the one person? The one person who showed up in a clown suit. What? I, see, that doesn't make any sense. If I showed up in a clown suit because I thought it was fancy dress and everyone else was in black tie, I would be the one who wanted to fight people. It's like, ah, oh, god damn it, I fucked it up again. <laughs> And part of me gets this a little bit as the guy in the in the black tie because um, a Is couple months ago clowns? I fucking hate clowns. <laughs> no, so a couple months ago, um, one of my friends uh, I went to their wedding and I did, I did not read the invitation until the day of the wedding where it said black tie optional, and I was like, okay, cool. What does that mean? <laughs> Does it mean I can just wear a suit if I don't want to wear a black tie? No. It means you have to wear a black suit if you have it with black tie. And then if you want to, you can wear a tux. So mm-hmm. I was like, shit. Because I hadn't bought a black suit since I'd lost a bunch of weight. So I went to, I can't remember if I told this on the podcast like episodes ago. But three hours before the wedding, I went to Macy's and bought a black suit and a black tie. And felt good. Looked great. It fit perfectly. At 30% off sale. First person I see at the wedding is the bride's brother wearing a red and blue gingham shirt and blue khaki pants. And I was like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> and wow. I would have fought him if, if he had been dressed like a clown. I mean, it sounds I, like he was kind of dressed like a clown. Very similar. I mean, the color the color scheme matched. Yeah. Um, and I, I if, there if was he was one, if he was a ginger, then I would be pretty much clown. Hey, bud, guess what? You fucking nailed it. <laughs> he was. And uh, if there's one person in this world that I ever like almost like just snap judgment fought, <laughs> pretty close. So, okay, it does make sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, can you just imagine ever fighting someone over <laughs> just dressed as a clown? Just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done with you. I was just trying to Unless think about you were how, a rival clown gang. Yeah, I was saying how weird it would be to try to fight a clown. <laughs> I like you. I wouldn't. I don't know whether it would be like an easy fight or whether I would get my ass handed to me by some big old clown shoes. I mean, I do kind of hope it was very similar to like the Euro trip where he fights the mime and like the mime was just like, <laughs> like just me. <laughs> Like, if the guy stayed in character as a clown and, like, shot him with water from a like the lapel pin and just, like, pulled a scarf out of his, like, it's like, that would be, like, you have, the guy has to stay in character as a clown as he's getting his ass royally beaten. <laughs> when he gets be punched in the, funny. when he gets punched in the face, he's just, <laughs> <laughs> And also, I can't imagine a world in which I just don't find this funny as hell. 
Yeah. I, I also it, don't know. How does this spark a massive brawl? It does say massive brawl where six people got injured. <laughs> it was a multi-family fight. Look, if people were partying and they were from the UK, chances are they just saw a fight and then just were like, cool, got it on it. Let's, let's join this shit. It's been a boring fucking day. We're on our way home anyway. Might as well get in this thing. <laughs> we only got one day left. What are they going to do? Make us wait in our hold for a fucking day? Who cares? Great. Do I, I get sleep off this hangover anyways? Man, I just don't understand how... I mean, I know we've come a long way from our British our British brethren, uh, language-wise, in the last <laughs> couple hundred years. But how the fuck did we get so far away from fancy dress to be like, yeah, fancy dress, the clown man? <laughs> yeah, because we say, oh, you fancy, huh? All the time. And now it's, it's no, like you're, you're describing someone as a clown. I'm just dressed up in a $20 Captain America suit <laughs> running around. And my ankles are showing. Yeah, fancy dress. You know how it is. You know, the fancy dress that I do. I'm dressed as Charlie Brown, like a fancy boy. God, I'm glad I know this, but I'm also kind of worried that I know this because if I'm ever invited to some kind of party by a person from the UK, and if they say something other than specifically fancy dress or black tie and it's somewhere in the middle, I'm not going to know what it is. I'm going to show up as a clown in a tux. <laughs> Just a man like, cover all my bases. bases. <laughs> well, Michael, you got any else, anything else for everybody? I just have something that I, the headline itself is a big portion of it. Because like the story overall is not funny, but the headline is great. Mm-hmm. Arizona man learns mom's body sold to military detonated an experiment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what branch of the military? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It just says United States military. Uh, as the Arizona man was distraught to learn that his mother's body was sold to the United States military for quote-unquote blast testing, which involved strapping it to a chair before an explosive device was detonated underneath. <laughs> you know... <laughs> It feels like at a certain point, and I feel like in 2019, we've reached that point, that the U.S. military should have a pretty good handle on all the different ways that a human body can be detonated. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really think that in 2019, they'd be myth-bustering. Yeah, you know, what, what happens if we strap this dummy into a chair and put it on a rocket and then blow it up? So, apparently, like, you know when people like people actually do donate bodies to science right this is what happens so apparently this i don't remember exactly what the uh oh biological resource center in maricopa county arizona uh he donated to them and they said that they were going to take her brain because she she had alzheimer's Uh they're gonna take her brain and study it because they were worried the disease might have mutated and they were hoping you know they're trying to study brains sure well (laughs) apparently uh they couldn't accept her body for some reason. Um, and they weren't really sure what happened to it once it was donated to the Biological Resource Center. And then there was an investigation by Reuters, which turned up one of like her body specifically, among others. And he found out that she was strapped to a chair and blown, blown up. 
one, I need to know exactly how Reuters tracked that down. Like, <laughs> yep, this is Margaret. We've got her. <laughs> tracked her all the way down. Also, most critically and most bodaciously, I need to know why when I sign up for my driver's license, I can check the box for organ donor, but not shoot my body on a rocket and then explode it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, this this guy's pretty upset because it was his mom's body and he thought it was being donated for Alzheimer's research and it was not, which I get. But also at the same time, that's how I fucking... If I, that's what I want you to do to my body. Like, I don't want to be buried. I'm fine being cremated because I think that, that uh, like, grave sites and uh, what do they call them? Cemeteries take Cemeteries. up, like, just an absurd amount of space. Yeah. But if I could be... Blown up <laughs> in any fashion. I don't get it. Yeah, fuck. let's do it. I mean, if any, like, I want the option to, like, explicitly say what yes. experiment, like, it's like, yeah, strap me to a hyper. I, I want to know what the effects of hypersonic travel on the human body are. Oh, instant pull. I, I atomize myself. Great. Oh, what? shove me into the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, love it. Turn me into fucking Dr. Manhattan. Great. <laughs> What happens if I'm strapping in someone into a rocket and my coat gets stuck in the window and I get launched with it? <laughs> I I feel like that's important information everyone needs to know and I want to be the person who just demonstrates it for them. Basically, every, any Wiley Coyote situation, like <laughs> test me on that. That's all I if I survive, if my body, quote unquote, survives one of those, keep me going. Just keep doing I'm it. I'm an endless font of knowledge. I like get all the data you can from me. Yeah. Also, please make sure all of my friends and family know that that's how fucking cool I was. Like, even honestly, in death. Yeah. A video. Give me a video. I mean, yeah, I've, I've talked previously about how I want all my friends to stand around my open grave mm-hmm. and play Thunderstruck and throw mm-hmm. the cans in there. I don't want my body to be there. No. And above, I want a music video of Thunderstruck played to my body being <laughs> launched into the sun. Like, that's what I want. You know, because he's like some mad scientist trying to create a zombie. Whatever he's doing, I want in. Fuck it, ruin, I'm dead. Do what ruin, you want. Ruin my corpse. Make me come back. Great. If I show up to play Thunderstruck with my friends, dead as shit, but moving around, all the better. Even better yeah i mean you know he's understandably upset and you know one of the things he says though is like he has this image of his mother that like he keeps alive and now he knows that she was exploded (laughs) by the u.s military and i was like how is that not a cooler image of your mother yeah like first of all you already donated her body and brain to science like you Best case scenario, they took her brain, studied it, found cool stuff, but her body was either incinerated or they buried it somewhere. Great. Who cares? That's not that's not tubular. It's not bodacious at all. It's not rad. It's not gnarly. It's not rad. The idea that like, yeah, the United States Air Force strapped my mom to the the top of an F-35 and did 19 barrels in a row <laughs> and she flew off into the Pacific Ocean. That rules. <laughs> they shot her out of one of those 50 fuck, those fifty caliber cannons that's on the battleships. They dropped my mom on Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and fuck 
fucking rules. They wanted to know what happens on the Gravitron when somebody falls out. <laughs> they made my mom ride every carnival ride <laughs> in the thing for 24 hours straight. And she just disappeared. Amazing. They, they dressed my mom like a clown and dropped her in the middle of a black tie affair. They just put my mom in an Uber Eats car for three days and the driver just ate her entire body? Great. This rules. My mom's the best. My mom was strapped to a motorcycle and jumped over a volcano? Fuck yeah. They wanted to know what Davidson rules. They wanted to know what happens if you could jump high enough to throw your body into a windmill? Me and my mom got matching Harley Davidson tattoos and they jumped her over the moon. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Love this thing. I love my mom so much. She accomplished so much in death. She was so much cooler in death than she ever was in life. Love my mom. God damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my mom won the big ski race on one ski because they strapped her down. <laughs> Set her down the mountain. She beat Lane? Oh, man. <laughs> so good. They got, like, an exercise blob and had, like, 40 fat people jump onto it just to see how far <laughs> I would fly. <laughs> like, we could have a whole new reboot of Weekend at Bernie's. Just, it'd be like Jackass Weekend at Bernie's, though. Oh, shit. Oh, they wanted to test the punch strength of a of a Pacific Rim robot man. He <laughs> <laughs> just punched my mom into tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, my mom is so cool. She's the coolest. You know, you never appreciate your parents until they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my! I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Treads in Low Places. Um, <laughs> everyone if you like this show you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com you can also find out more information about our sister show uh, Longest Days of Our Lives in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are uh, watching every single episode of the hit show 24 <laughs> are we? <laughs> uh, we haven't done it in a minute I feel like we've uh, we're gonna get there we just need to find time for Curtis um we're about uh, six hours into season three. Um, we're hoping to get back on track there. We're having fun with that one when we when we do it. Um, but if you want more information about either of those shows, you can check us out at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, if you want to send us a message, uh, have us read a story on air, or have us read a message to a fellow listener, you can hit us up at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get, and we love to hear from you. So, uh, yeah, shoot us a message. And, uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by uh, following us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at T-I-L-P cast. Uh, if you want to give us a message there, uh, Instagram or Twitter is probably the best. Facebook is terrible at notifications, so, oh, so bad. don't send us a message there. You can also uh, reach us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Um, 
You can send us a message. I don't know if you already said that. Did you already say that? I did, kind of, oh. but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Send it twice. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> you can also uh, find us on all of your podcast apps by searching for Trends in Low Places. And when you do, please smash that subscribe button with your dead <laughs> I was going to say, you know what's really important? Leave us a five-star rating <laughs> review and tell us how you'd like your mom to be tested on by the military. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, subscribe and please, yeah, give us a, a five star review uh, if you'd be so kind. And um, yeah, then that's it. <laughs> five stars would put my mom in <laughs> Lagrangian orbit around the moon. L5, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Michael. It's been lovely talking to you this, this week, buddy. Love you, <laughs> love you too. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.